Hello, and welcome to Clever Conversations. I'm your host, The Clever Bitch, but you can call me B. If your day has got you down and you have zero fucks left to give, well, then you are in the right place. So sit back, unless, of course, you're driving, then pay the fuck attention, or listen while you're getting the dishes done, whatever floats your boat, and let's get this party started. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. I'm excited today. I have a very special lady joining me. I, I can't even, like, I've been thinking about this the entire, like, two weeks that we planned this, and I am just beyond excited about it. So let me introduce her. I, ooh, what a privilege this is. Uh, Azaria Menendez. I can, why do I, I mess your name up all the time. Azaria Menezes, right? Yes, you Thank got you. it. <laughs> See, look at me. I'm already screwing up this whole podcast. This, but You know what? That's what we're learning and we're going through. She is also known as the Pussy Fairy. She is a trauma-informed sex and intimacy coach that works with women, moms, and couples to figure out what that thing is that's holding them back in the bedroom. I got some of those problems. She supports people to find back to feeling turned on, ecstatic, orgasmic, in and out of the bedroom. Azaria uh, supports her clients to reignite that spark back into their sexuality or relationships so that they can have the capacity to fall in love with themselves and with each other. She also hosts a podcast, yay, Getting Intimate, where she brings practical ways to invite more pleasure into your body, relationships, and sex life, yay. Good morning, Azaria. So glad you're here. Hello. Oh my God, I am so excited to be here. This is going to be a juicy episode. <laughs> oh my goodness, it certainly is. It is. I like, I'm like, I'm so excited. I don't even know where to, like, woo. Don't even know where to start. I don't, I'm like, let's just go. I don't know. I think, you know, it, as far as I'm concerned, and one thing that I didn't know about um, until I started taking some classes and courses on this information, um, but just women's health, we always think, oh, we go to the doctor, we get our pap smears, we do all those yearly things that we're supposed to do, and that's all we need to do, and we don't have to worry about things. But totally. there's so much more to it. So much more to it, right? I think that we... A lot of the history and a lot of women's bodies, the policing around women's bodies, it's kind of been looked at, even just like women's sexuality, it's kind of just been looked at as like a medical thing, right? Like something that is more medical. And I think that there's a huge piece missing here that also ties in so many other parts of our life, right? Like our emotional well-being, our physical well-being, our mental well-being, like all of this ties into our sexual well-being. And our sexuality and sex are an integral part of our life and being as humans in this world, right? And so to just kind of push that into the medical area and to just keep it there is kind of too bad because there's a lot of juicy stuff that we miss out on the way. There is a, it, it, a lot of juicy stuff and I think we're afraid to ask about it. I think we're afraid to learn about it. We, we just believe that that's where it's supposed to be. Like, like, like maybe our needs aren't even that important. Uh, we don't know how to ask to have our needs met. Um, or we, we just don't, we're just afraid. We're afraid to say anything or, or because we, we've always, yeah, you go, you do all the medical stuff and that's, 
basically where it sits. Whereas in the guy's situation, I completely, I think it's completely different. I think that that's always been, oh yeah, you know, that bravado and, and they, you know, their sex drive and all this other stuff. It's easily yeah. talked about. Like it's a locker room thing. It's a guy's thing. That's what, mm-hmm. so, and, and as women, we've always been like, nope, not talking about it. And we just feel embarrassed about it. And we don't want to discuss it. Totally. And that's, that's, that's where we see like those societal narratives that, that, are just kind of shaping how we show up towards our sexuality, right? Especially even when it comes to women connecting to their pussies. It's like, we don't pay attention to them until something is wrong, something hurts, or like, we're about to have a sex date. We just want to make sure everything is good under the hood. And (laughs) there's so much disconnection there, right? Because there can also just be like a lot of fear around looking at our bodies and really just like taking a peek and getting to know our bodies. And sometimes there can even be shame or disgust or just like curiosity, like, is this normal? Do I look normal? Right? And then when we only connect to our genitals when something just feels off or when we're about to have sex or, right? Like those are kind of the only times where that happens. And so it's so, so, so important to actually just get to know your own body. Like that's kind of the first step in kind of getting to know anything about your sexuality and getting curious about yourself because we are all unique, right? And when we get to know our bodies and we get to connect with our bodies in a way that feels good, that's where the juicy healing can start. Absolutely. And we we need to have that self-exploration to know that, to know what we like. And then we also need to learn how to ask for what we like, because I think that we, we don't do that. And I, and I, and there's, women are so different. There's so many different things. Um, And we have so the, the whole, the clitoris and everything else. There's so many nerve endings in there that like way more than in a penis, that's for sure, which we don't even know. And then, Oh my gosh, I could go on a lubrication. We don't, we don't think, and that's with, that's not just with like any penetration, whether it's a finger, a toy, a penis, whatever it might be. And we forget, like, we got to use, we, you need to use something because all those nerve endings, we're going to like destroy them. Yes. Right. There are so many erogenous zones to explore. There are so many ways to orgasm. I think there's just like a couple of common ways, like clitoral, G-spot and maybe like anal, those are kind of the popular ones, but there's so many more orgasms to have. Like there's full body orgasms, there's nipple orgasms, there is cervical orgasms. Like there's so many juicy ways to actually come into your pleasure and expand your orgasm. But yeah, I hear you. It can be so hard to actually ask for what you want in the bedroom when it feels like you're not even sure how to get there. And this is where self-pleasure comes in, right? Like self-pleasure is one of those key things that can be so incredibly important to start practicing, right? Because of course we learn how to self-pleasure at some point in our lives and then we have like a little routine and then we just kind of like stick to what works, right? Like maybe you're one of those people who like to really tense up when you have an orgasm or maybe you're one of those people who need to like layer some fabrics on to have an orgasm or maybe you need to like cross your legs or like do a handstand like everybody has their little routines (laughs) on how they come to orgasm and the thing is 
is that how we learn to come to orgasm is a crucial point because that's kind of the blueprint that we're going to use for the rest of our life to come to orgasm and to come to pleasure and to kind of make those connections in our brain of what it means to have an orgasm. And so we never actually update that. (laughs) We kind of just stick with the same thing. And then when it comes to partnered sex, there's almost like this expectation that we expect our partner to know what we like. And maybe if they don't do what we like, we're a little bit too shy to share what that looks like for us because maybe it's just something that we're used to and it feels different with our partners, right? And so there's a couple of ways that you can go about this. Number one, take some time to fully explore different ways of pleasure, right? Like try and really switch it up because the way that we come to orgasm that we're used to in routine, sometimes it becomes like, it's such an automatic thing in our brains that it's so easy for us to go into the stage of, you know when you're like self-pleasuring or you're having sex and then you're thinking about your to-do list or you're like thinking about the laundry you have to fold or the dishes that you have to watch, like it's almost like your brain goes into this automatic state, right? And so we're not really getting curious and we're not really expanding our idea of pleasure of orgasm, of what we like, of discovering more different things, right? And so when you when you switch over into that curiosity, that play, that discovery, that's when things get a little interesting. And then that's when you kind of switch the brain onto like, ooh, okay, this is new. Let's bring a little presence back into our bodies. And this is what's so important for couples who are having that thing where you're like not sure whether you should share with your partner how you like it, Just start like fresh from a place of curiosity together, right? Like what styles feel good of touch? What pressure feels good? Which which technique feels good? How do I want to be touched today? Like just opening it from an exploration part, right? Like take an evening to just explore. No goal of orgasm, no like goal of anything. We're just going to explore what things feel nice and what things don't. Absolutely. And I think that it, because it is, it's very, very difficult to say, oh, I don't like that. Or, but if you, if you come from that angle, and I love that angle, I think that's really fabulous, where you're going to be just, you're like, I want to discover, I want to see if this feels good. Let's try it this way, or maybe over that way, or can you go a little higher? Can you go a little lower? Or whatever it is, but you're, you're, you're exploring it together and, and, and finding out what works for you. Yes. Um, it makes it, it, it comes at it in a much different thought pattern or presentation with your partner um, of, you know, I want to try, I want to try something. I want to, let's just see, you know, yeah. and, and you're not going to, it, it can't go wrong that way it, instead of, because we know women, we will shut down. We will not say anything. We will plan our menu for the week or our grocery list or, you know, the whole joke of, I think I'll paint the ceiling beige, you know, like we're like looking at things like, you know what I mean? Like, cause that's where, because we've, we, I think we've reached a point in our, in our, in our minds during the experience where it's just not, it's not what we want or it's not working. And instead of speaking what we want, we just, our, our mind just goes and we just drift Absolutely. and we're afraid. Yeah, I, I know it's been an experience, you know, and I, I think there's also a point in a relationship, um, whether it's a new relationship or an old relationship where 
you have to let some of those barriers down and you have to open yourself up to experiencing things like that. Um, I think we put up barriers or we think we're not supposed to be feeling this or, you know what I mean? Like we just like, we get afraid. There's a lot of fear. And so barriers come up or our minds drift and what, so what are some things that we can do um, to kind of get those barriers down? for ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a good question. And I guess before we even get into that question, it's like, why are those barriers coming up? And I actually talked about this in my Instagram yesterday, like that thing, you know, when you just want to be like uninhibited in your bedroom, you want to be unapologetic, you want to be free. And then the moment comes and you're like, uh, <laughs> how do I do this? <laughs> like, why do I feel a block? Why can't I just share what I like? Why can't I just take my fucking shirt off and be like the bad bitch? What, why? Like who is stopping me inside, right? And most of the time why that happens is first of all, we actually don't feel or there's a part of us that doesn't feel safe in being fully seen in our wildness, being fully seen in our unapologetic, like full spectrum sexiness, right? Like there's a part of us that just doesn't feel safe. And so this can be either from experiences in the past, maybe some things that we have picked up along the way, maybe there's like things that we've seen in the media or just any experiences that we've heard, right? And the second one is there could also be limiting beliefs around our sexuality, right? A lot of the time for women out there, There's maybe been conditioning on, oh my gosh, you have to be pretty, you have to look appropriate, you have to be the good girl, don't be too loud, don't be too much, don't be this, don't be that, blah, fuckity blah, like whatever. We're not about that anymore, but (laughs) there might be a deeper part of you that still holds on to those beliefs, right? That still holds on to, oh my gosh, what if I'm going to be too much? What if this is weird? Or like, what if I'm going to get judged? And it's this part of us that just doesn't want to feel abandoned or rejected or shamed, right? Like this is a very core part of human nature, even just dating back to, I don't know, millions of years ago when we were in a village, right? If we were kicked out of that village, that just essentially means we were left to die, like we're done. So community and being accepted and being part of, a community of the people that we love and that we're a part of is so, so, so incredibly important. And that is essentially like the fear around rejection and shame and abandonment, right? Like there's this core fear of, oh my gosh, what if I can't survive this underneath, right? And so it's oftentimes these these big feelings that hold us back from actually seeing what we want or from being the sexy bad bitch in the bedroom that we want to be or just like fully unleashing or even just like putting ourselves out there, right? And so these are just really good things to know because once you kind of understand why the reason is that you hold back, it can be so much easier to work with. Okay, so how can I create a little bit more safety for myself in my body or in the bedroom, right? Like what are some things that I need to feel safe in my body. And so then you can start working with that, right? Maybe you need a specific container to create with your partner. Like, okay, this is the night we're gonna we're gonna set up our little exploration night and I get to just share what I like and then you get to share what you like, right? And then in order for me to ask for what I need, 
I need to feel like fully comfortable in my body, in the room. I need to have all the things set up that make me feel good, right? You can start to work with thinking about how you can create more safety in your nervous system, in your body, to actually start to slowly unleash your wildness. And a lot of the times what gets us like in our little rut is when we think about the big picture, right? Like the end goal. Like I can't just like go from not saying anything in the bedroom to now sharing everything that I don't like and fully unleashing. Like that sounds scary and really big and intimidating. <laughs> like that's that's a lot to think about. So my biggest tip here is to just do some baby steps. Like how can I dial up my desires for my needs or unleashing into my wildness just 5% tonight, right? Absolutely. And then you it up a little more the next night. Like maybe tonight I am going to just like share one thing that I like or one thing that feels good when my partner does it, right? And that's all. So that takes like a little bit of that of that like edgy feeling away of asking for what you need. Uh, yeah. And we can also encourage, like we can encourage our partners. So if we're, if we're communicating and that's a big part of it, because I believe, you know, I truly believe women are, are definitely more emotionally based when it comes to how they experience pleasure and how they relate to their partner. We're, we're, we're more on the emotional side. Um, and, if they, it, and and men or whoever your partner's encouragement really will work. So I like that. That feels really great. Yes, do more of that. Like just yes. like like giving them at that, and then they're gonna be like, oh yeah, right. It, oh, so then, and then they're more encouraged to try more, and then you're you, so you're reinforcing. You're trying. And then you find that thing that feels good. And then you're like, yeah, that's right, right there. Yes. You know, I don't care if you're whispering it in their ear, if you're screaming at the top of your lungs, it don't matter. Just say it, <laughs> you know? Yes. And also just like really getting to know, you know, in your own body, what does feel good. Like whether you need consistency, right? Or even just having a chat with your partner. You know what I really love right before I'm about to come is like real consistent strokes. Like, mm, it feels so good when you hold that pressure and like, right? Like there's so many sexy ways you can share that in a way that's more of an invitation, right? So when we're sharing things with our partners on what we like, just think about it as an invitation rather than telling them what to do or telling them that they're doing something wrong, right? Like, what would it feel like to keep the pressure at the end? Or what would it feel like to try it the other way, right? It's, it's more, there's, there's a different quality when we think about an invitation versus I'm telling them what they're doing wrong. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and keep in mind, you know, there, there's <laughs> a, thousands of different kinds of sexual toys like so if you think about it like that so there's there's different for all different places that you like to feel it right and one works for one and does something works for another why do you think there's so many because we're all different and we all feel pleasure differently and then you get one that you like and then it's got 30 different settings yeah. so like whatever you're into that day you could have you know a different man every day for 30 days if you want yeah. <laughs> different feeling right so yes. there's all so 
So we all feel things differently. We have to like be okay. you, You're not the same as the person next to you. You ha- what you feel is what you feel, and that's why there's such a variety out there offered to people because there's a many many different ways and. Just because one way doesn't work for you. I know we talked about the G spot a lot. Um, and, and a lot of women, it, it's all clitoral. It's, it's not the same. And that's what they need. And so don't feel bad that you're not getting this, you know, and this isn't working for you because everyone's different and it's a different way. And, and yes. majority of people need the clitoral, uh, you know, stimulation. Yeah. Right. And so it's, it's different for everybody. And they have to be, and be okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the thing, like our, our anatomy and just like, even just how we experience sensation can vary from day to day, depending on where you are. If you have a cycle, depending on what happened in your day, depending on the mood you're in, like we all like to receive touch so differently, even just on a day to day basis. So even just checking in with your body before sex and just asking yourself, what type of touch would I like to feel today, right? And just exploring that with your partner, like not even from a genital standpoint, but just like checking in, like what type of pressure do I want today? Like, am I in like a softer mood? Do I want a little bit more pressure, right? Like just this checking in with yourself can be so, so, so beautiful to actually learn what you desire day to day and also just acknowledge that not every day is gonna be the same. And that thing that worked yesterday might not work today, but how else can we explore our pleasure, right? Like, and really just coming into the idea of how can I feel more pleasure, right? Sometimes we just get so focused on the goal and the orgasm and the outcome, and then it builds so much pressure. And then maybe we're laying there and we're like, oh my God, this is taking so long. I feel like maybe their arm is going to fall off and (laughs) then we're not orgasming and then we're like tensing and then maybe we orgasm and then it just feels so anticlimactic because we've just been like building this pressure in our body, right? But what would it feel like if we just were in the space of looking at what feels good, like what pleasure feels good? What do I want more of, right? Rather than focusing on the goal. And absolutely, yes, clitoral stimulation is so, so, so important. And if you are a cis woman listening to this, it is, it can take about 40 minutes, up to 40 minutes to be ready for any kind of penetration. Like that is how long (laughs) your body can take to actually get all the juices going get all the blood flowing to the right spot so that everything is like nice and puffy and juicy and all of that, right? And for most of us, by 40 minutes, like everyone's sleeping, like we're done, it's already (laughs) over, like we're turned around, (laughs) right? And so if, if we take a moment to think about that, right? It's so incredibly important to have that like long juicy foreplay, to take some time to actually get into your body, like get all the juices flowing to the right spots because it's so, so, so important. Like there's so much of the time we just like grab the lube after one minute and we slathered on, we're like, okay, go. And then we wonder why we're not feeling any sensation or why it feels numb or why we're not feeling pleasure. And then we end sex with like, oh my gosh, like what's wrong with me? I feel broken, right? Like There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. You are not broken. Like your body deserves to have all the fucking time in the world 
to fall into pleasure, right? It mechanically works a little differently for cis women. Like if you were a penis owner, the blood gets in that penis in like 0.5 seconds. Like it is (laughs) Yes. very in like a very short period of time for, for a lot of people, right? Sometimes it takes a little longer as well. And so just recognizing that whether you have a penis or whether you have a pussy, our bodies are not machines and we cannot expect them to show up and operate like machines, right? Like we have emotions, we have feelings. There is There are so many nuances within that, right? And when we actually take time to create a space in the bedroom that feels really good for us, that feels inviting, that feels safe, where we're communicating a lot and where we're pushing our edges and asking for what we want and desire, that is when we can actually fall into more orgasmic bliss and more pleasure and just redefine what it means for us to actually be orgasmic because maybe for some of you out there that are like, oh, I've, I've never had a G-spot orgasm before or I've never had like a cervical orgasm before and I can only have an orgasm with my clitoris. But I think a lot of the times is like we we apply the um, clitoral orgasm to all of the other orgasms as well. So we're expecting like, you know, this like explosive, giant, like <laughs> earth shattering thing. But sometimes uh, G-spot orgasms can be more of like subtle waves of pleasure that just increase and increase. And you notice this like small peak and there's just like a tingling, right? And so when we actually think about redefining what orgasm actually means for us and looking for those other sensations that might be present, you might actually notice that you are more orgasmic than you think. Right. And we put ex- uh, uh, these expectations on ourselves um, because of what we have been exposed to. So maybe we've seen some porn and it looks like she was just screaming and jumping, like going crazy. Five minutes in and, like, oh, it's like, feeling. yeah, <laughs> like I'm like, that's so not real. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, and that, but when you're, you know, when you're young and you're looking at all this stuff and that in those, so then you have those expectations and you hold on to those. And then, Absolutely. so then you're just like, I'm not, I'm this, I'm what's wrong with me. I can't do this. Like, why can't I do this? And so we need to take the time to yeah. find what does work for us. And yes, build those up and get things deeper and stronger and more powerful. Yes. Um, and that just brings you closer as well. Absolutely. Um, and we I have to also understand. Sorry, I love that you brought up the pornography because that's such a huge part of how we feel about our sexuality. Not even just pornography, but anything happening in the media, right? And things that are like those sex scenes where you're just like, you see them having sex and then it's like a man penetrating the woman and she literally has an orgasm after three pumps. And then it's like so magical and so orgasmic. And you're like, wow, that's, definitely not happening in my life. What is wrong with me? But like, okay, first of all, let's just debunk that. There's no way. Well, maybe there is. (laughs) There is somebody out there who can experience that. And I'm definitely like super, super envious and jealous of that. But when we think about sex and when we think about how our bodies respond to it and how long it can take our bodies to actually relax into it, right? And we put those expectations 
of being penetrated for three seconds and wondering why we're not floating in orgasmic bliss, right? There's, it's so unrealistic. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not something that we can apply to our bodies in an everyday sense, especially with what's going on in our lives. We're busy. Maybe we have kids. Maybe we have jobs. Maybe we have other projects going on. And to like switch from like doing the dishes and like getting the kids to bed or working on a project and then being like, oh, we should have sex tonight. It's literally 1030. We've, we haven't had sex in a month. Like let's do it. Let's get going. And then to expect your body to just be fully orgasmic after three seconds, that's just unrealistic. So I love that you brought that up. I think we do that. I think that happens a lot. And then I also think that, and I was going to talk about this, was that as we, as as our bodies change and as we age and as life complicates it with children, and like you said, we're working a lot. We've got children. We've got all these different things going on. We don't, our, our bodies are changing, so we might be feeling things differently because a lot of different things go on, um, especially with women and how we change in our estrogen levels and all these different different things that come into the overall picture of what, what our bodies are like um, we have to adjust that and be understand that that's normal and that's what's going on like it's just it's okay and what you liked yesterday you might not like tomorrow and I mean you can have the best pizza in the whole entire world but you're not going to want to eat it every day right so tomorrow I tomorrow I want ribs okay like I want something different or you know I want dessert first, you know, just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm supposed to be okay. Like everything changes and we've got to be able to roll with it. Yes. And to look at our sexuality, right. In different phases or seasons is so incredibly important because I think what society is putting on us as a whole is that we should always be in our like sexual desire. We should always be turned on. Like it's so desirable to just like have a sex life where we're having sex all the time and we're just like so hot for each other and we're just like instantly wet and all of these things, right? But our sexuality doesn't actually work like that. It, it works in a sense like seasons, right? And we go through periods where sexuality is just really, really, really quiet and subtle and maybe we're not feeling as turned on and maybe we're just like feeling a little bit more like introspective and we just desire something else and then in another season we might be feeling like "Ooh, I'm just like turned on every day I want to have sex a lot I'm just like horny and I want you and then there's maybe phases where we are like just bubbling out of that quiet phase and we're noticing that like excitement come up that desire and we're feeling more flirty and more excited right there's different seasons in our sexuality and so we we want to honor what it feels like to be in each season. We, we can find ways to honor our sexuality in each season. So maybe when you're feeling like you're in a, like in a more quiet season of your sexuality, maybe you're feeling like you're in like a winter, right? Compared to like the peak summer, you can actually create like a container in your sex life where you're like, hey, babe, I'm in a more quieter season of my sexuality right now, but I still want to connect with you. I still want to feel really good. And then finding ways to support what feels good for you in that season. So maybe you want like a couple more massages and maybe you need like a little bit more self-care. Maybe you need some more words of affirmation and lots of like kissing and just like stroking your hair, right? And then in the summer season of your sexuality, 
maybe you're more turned on and you're like, ooh, I want to have like quickies every day, like come home from work and <laughs> all of these juicy things, right? So look at ways you can actually support your body in whatever season of sexuality you're in rather than making yourself wrong for having a low libido in this time of your life or making yourself wrong that you're not feeling turned on for a couple of weeks or whatever, right? Because the more we actually listen and tune into our bodies to what they need, the more we actually notice that our bodies actually cycle through different seasons of our sexuality. And when we get stuck in a period where we have low libido, it's because a lot of the times maybe we're making ourselves wrong for it and we're adding all of these other things into it, right? And we're not um, paying attention to what actually could feel good for us and what actually could awaken us back into the spring or summer of our sexuality. And when we, when we just stay in that like freeze mode and we feel like, oh my gosh, something's wrong with me because I'm not turned on, like we haven't had sex in a while, but I don't feel like it and I just had a baby and da-da-da-da-da, like that is a period where you get to honor a more quieter, slower time in your sexuality and that's fucking okay. Like that, that is so normal and also your sexuality is calling to be nourished in a different way. But it doesn't mean you can just like cut out all intimacy in your life, right? Like there's different ways to connect and these different seasons of your sexuality are just an opportunity to see how you can get creative with your intimacy needs and your sexual needs and whatever season they're in. Well, and you have a great solution, which I listen to on your podcast. And it's some things that we can do for ourselves every single day. And they are what you've called the bad bitch affirmation. Yes. So you need to share some. I, we, need to, we need to bring those into our lives. Bad bitch affirmations are so, 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 so juicy. I mean, really, if you think about what type of qualities, right? Because bad bitch affirmations can be different for everyone. I record a juicy episode where I share some general ones. But if you imagine yourself as your like own bad bitch, like what is your definition of bad bitch in the bedroom? Maybe you want to just feel fucking amazing in your body. You want to feel free in the bedroom. You want to feel as loud as you want to be, right? You want to feel unapologetic. Think like envision the bad bitch that you want to be, write it all out and then take these qualities of your unique bad bitch and say them to yourself as an affirmation. So I'll give you some examples of my inner bad bitch that I like to be. <laughs> so I would start with, I show up in the bedroom feeling completely unapologetic. I share my desires and needs without fear. I show up in my most nourished self before sex. I feel incredible in my body. I honor my pussy's desires. I connect to sex in the most sacred, sensual way. I know that every time I show up to sex, I bring the baddest, juiciest, bad bitch energy. <laughs> yes. Those are phenomenal. We need to write our own. We all, I'm, I'm going to do that today. I have to. I think it's yes. amazing. It's such a decent practice. 
and 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 it's in whatever you need maybe yeah. you know just so that you feel more comfortable so that you can start own that because you have that to give yes. own yourself own the whole thing oh my goodness okay i know that i absolutely fell in love with your podcast i need to listen to more i've listened to i don't know five or six episodes already and i'm like just like devouring them so i know i want people to get to it it is called getting intimate correct you got and it. they can find you tell me and i because i've been to your website and it's phenomenal it, you offer so many things so tell people what they can find if they come find you on your website yes so you can find me at www.azariamenezes.com and there's tons of different ways you can work with me i have little courses on how to get out of your head during lovemaking because we all know that's a big one <laughs> we have a juicy date night on how to explore pussy massage so for those of you listening that don't know a way to like get into explaining to your partner what you love, this is going to be for you. <laughs> it's just a guided juicy date night where you learn all of the pussy massage techniques that you'll ever need. And yeah, there's also one-on-one -on -one ways to work with me if you're looking to do that as well. There's so many juicy ways to connect to all of my free content on the podcast. I drop juicy things weekly. I have a Facebook group called Getting Intimate. So just check out the website. You'll find all the amazing ways we can stay connected. And you've also, so now that we're going to start working on our bad bitch affirmations and we're going to start taking some of this knowledge and putting ourselves first and asking for what we want, you've actually been kind enough to provide our listeners with a handout that they can download, which gives them some information and some ways to get that journaling going. Yes, absolutely. So I dropped a juicy exploration PDF in the podcast below and this is just a beautiful way to ask yourself some really great questions around your sexuality around your needs around your fantasies about you what you want in the bedroom about what's holding you back there is so 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 much to discover and this is going to be a beautiful starting point that's fantastic. And it's great because you have so many different ways that people can connect with you and to listen to you. And if they're being shy and they're quiet and they're not really sure, hey, just listen to the podcast. You're going to learn so much from that. And then you'll be, you're going to get, you're going to find yourself in that space where you feel freer to ask for more. So I tell I would love everyone to listen. I'm going to have all of that in the show notes below. Everyone will have every link that they need to find you and to follow you and to get more information and grab that PDF for sure. Get journaling and start writing your bad bitch affirmations as well. Cause that's what we all need. I'm going to be doing that. I'll be walking around the house all day saying stuff. <laughs> People are like, what? Yes. <laughs> the bad bitch anthem. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I got that. Well, thank you for being my guest today. I've had such a pleasure talking to you. It's so wonderful. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am so, so, so excited for this to go live. And oh my goodness, it was so juicy being on here in the Clever yes. Conversations. Absolutely. Well, I hope we gave our listeners some fun tips and that everyone had a good time and learned a little bit and can take some of this information and get using it. I mean, let's go, people. Yes. This is our year. 2022 is our year. Let's own it. Yes, absolutely. In 2022, we ask for what we want. That's right. That's what we do. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thank Have you. Have a wonderful and happy new year. Woo!
Let's get That's into right. with lots of pleasure and so much juice and really just like staying connected to our sexuality. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you all for joining me today. I hope you've had as much fun as I did and learned a few things along the way. For more information, you can check the links in the description of this podcast. I'll be back next week with more joy, love, and laughter. Until then, I would be honored if you gave me a like and if you're so inclined to follow. Thanks again for listening. And remember, find some joy and laughter today. Ciao. You know that I loved you from the start, right from the start, right from the start.